0: Nothing better than waking up to a hot cup of beans. A hot
1: steaming cup of coffee.
0: Some good old mushed beans with water. You know, they say that vegetables are soup when you put them in water. (laughs) But listen, listen. Beans are a vegetable. That means that coffee is a soup.
1: picked this week Hoorah. Hoorah. who picked this week i picked this week
0: <laughs> what is this the 18th episode yeah do you want to introduce it no you want me to <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> nobody introduced it we're not doing an episode
1: it's just gonna be an hour and a half of silence
0: <sighs> we are not doing asmr videos
1: uh, this is episode 18 of Beer and Fear. My name is Zach. My name is Cindy. Hey, Cindy.
0: <laughs> My nice, name is Paige. Nice to have
1: you on, Cindy. <laughs> uh, this week, uh, I picked the episode. Actually, uh, Steph picked the episode. What? Um, she she suggested, doesn't even listen. Uh, no, she doesn't. But
0: oh, <laughs> <laughs> interesting.
1: She suggested. How is that
0: uh, fair to Scott?
1: La Yorona.
0: I'm just saying. How is that fair How to Scott How is that and Max? fair to
1: Scott, right? Uh, I'll, I'll, check, I'll check in with one of them. It was nice to hear from Max.
0: I just love Max.
1: Yeah, know. he demanded pet photos, and I, you I, delivered. I delivered, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she suggested La Llorona. I had never heard of La Llorona. I
0: can't believe you've never heard of it. Uh, There's no. literally a shitty movie made
1: about it. There is a shitty movie made out of it. It's terrible. And I, I found that, after, did you I found watch that it? out after the fact. No, I did not. Oh, God, However, there is a... Um, a series we've been watching called BuzzFeed Unsolved, mm-hmm. which I'd never seen before. I didn't know it was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she really likes it. And there's an episode about it uh, where, where they cover La Yorona yeah. and um, they tell all about it. And it was, it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I liked no, it.
0: Th- that's why I like, like the specific ghost fables and stuff. Yeah. It's so cool.
1: Yeah. But i never heard of this one. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's pretty neat. I'm excited to talk about it. And I'm really, really excited for the beer because this is another, uh, I didn't intend it to work out this way, but this is another very, very uh, unique, special beer.
0: Can I tell you that I may have caught a glimpse of what the beer oh, is? Oh,
1: you looked it up on the Excel thing? But not on
0: purpose. That's yeah, fine.
1: But did you did you then proceed to like research no, and all, okay. Of course not. Well, no, then, I would never do that. And you have no idea uh, anything. I about just this remember beer, really. something
0: about something.
1: Yeah. So, um, before we get into the beer, though, uh, it's Let's been see. it's been a couple weeks. Uh, we didn't meet last week, um, which is fine because we had the uh, the episode the about uh, Go- Goose Island. You which should...
0: we have another beer that I'd like to do a bonus yes. episode for. Yeah. It's been sitting in my fridge, and I think Chelsea's looking at it like, I could drink that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Chelsea doesn't like beer. Uh,
1: Yeah, uh, I like our beer bonus episodes. If you haven't listened to, if you're listening to this one and for whatever reason didn't listen to last week's, you should do that because it's really good.
0: Dude, it was a wild time. It was fun. That beer was intense.
1: It was good. I wish I could try it again, but I only have thick. one more bottle. I wonder if they still have it. At, I would buy another like, bottle. Like, let that. me
0: tell you. Let me describe it. Let me give mm. you like two to three word description real quick. Thick cakes. <laughs> that is how thick. Thick.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a it was a cool beer. Uh, check it out. But you tell me. We didn't le- uh, meet last week. You wanna you wanna fill me in on how things are going. I started my
0: new job And it's very chaotic Like I kind of enjoy it because it's simple Mm -hmm. In the sense That it's just like Just put things away and I don't mind that I like simple
1: So it's uh You didn't really describe And you don't have to but you didn't really go into detail About what exactly it is that you're required to do Or your position We're
0: just stocking shit That's it, That's that's simple decent. Um I I wanted something simple. Mm-hmm. Six years of being a retail manager. God, I want to but my it is, out. it is
1: a nice change. However, uh, are you struggling with your uh, your shift times?
0: Uh, I mean, I've kind of adapted to it, but it's just more like I'm. It's not like I'm having a hard time falling asleep or waking up and being awake for my shift. It's because it's an overnight shift. It's like 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. It's an issue of. Um, adapting to changing your entire life around it yeah so like you know i mean you do overnight so you Mm -hmm. get it so it's like you know you go from you know working like a nine to five or like a one to nine where it's like okay you have the morning you have you know after after work Mm. for this it's like you do not get to do anything until it's your days off
1: yeah you, you wake up with the sun and then you have the rest of the day Uh, To do whatever you want and see whoever you want. And people are still awake and doing things by the time you get off work. However, on Midnight Shift, it's the exact opposite Mm -hmm. of that. And, uh, yeah, it definitely takes me a while to adapt to it, too. Um,
0: It's a change-up. And it's not like i mind minded. I've met, like, a lot of nice people. mm -hmm. I really enjoy the company of the people I work with. Um, But I also just think it's, like, it's so unorganized because it's so new Mm -hmm. that it's just, like... And I'm not going to say where I work. Mm -hmm. It's just... There's not enough of them for me to be like, mm-hmm. this is the company right. I work at. Um, it's just a little hectic, and I,
1: eh, I don't know. It's a it, it's a job.
0: Yeah, if I'm gonna so. work for a billion dollar company, though, I'd really like it to be a little more organized.
1: I'm sure it'll get there. When but,
0: supervisors uh, put off their frustration and the fact that they're nervous or they're stressed, oh yeah, that, it affects the employees.
1: It <laughs> doesn't give you any amount of confidence whatsoever. It doesn't help. No.
0: How've uh, you been, buddy boy?
1: Uh. My leg hurts already. Oh, well, that's what I was saying. We need like a better setup Ugh. here, more professional setup. Maybe Let's go
0: we- uh, record at Audio Hive.
1: Oh yeah! <clears throat> Shout out to Audio Hive Podcasting Studio in Joliet. Uh, On Wednesday, Mm -hmm. Cyberpunk 2077 came out.
0: Yeah, everyone's (laughs) playing it, and it looks so intense. I can't believe you get to pick the genitals of your character. Yep, you get to pick. That is insane.
1: And when you're in the character selection, it's not male or female. Like, Mm -hmm. they, they, they... uh, very specifically designed this uh, oh, game. Oh, they use
0: gender-neutral pronouns. Yeah.
1: It's, everything's very gender-neutral okay, in the game, so they, which, is, which is cool, which is I respect that. So it's not Keanu, male or female.
0: Keanu Reeves is in that game. He is. Right?
1: He is. Mm. Mm-hmm. I know. Ooh. Haven't gotten to that part in the game yet. But
0: oh, sissy.
1: Yeah, that's why everyone was freaking out wow. over the game, because uh, they delayed it for years. I remember that. Um, it's a niche sort of genre that hasn't really been made much in what video games. What is the plot? Um something about a chip and you got to get a chip and then I don't wow. know. Yeah.
0: You know what that <laughs> felt like? Those memes that are like describe your favorite movie without using any of the words.
1: <laughs> something about a chip and then describe
0: uh, Cyberpunk 2077.
1: And then you got to get the chip. There's chips uh,
0: involved, yeah. like tostitos, the scoopables.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, the genre that Hasn't really been made in video games much. And then Keanu Reeves. So that all those things combined is, is God, the reason Keanu why. Got Keanu Reeves
0: I... anything. It's just like that extra Honestly, bit of spice you need in life.
1: That's why it got Kindy. so popular. Um, however, the game is completely written with bugs and glitches. Yes, and I have
0: it's seen memes. Hardly
1: unplayable. Um, but I still enjoy it. You I'm said loving it.
0: hardly unplayable?
1: <clears throat> hardly playable. Thank you. Okay, uh, I just wanted to clarify. I mean, maybe it's a little of both. <laughs> but um, I bought it. Is it
0: hard to play right now? Like, how not. many bugs are there? Like, your average... Like, are we talking, like, GTA, like, walking into walls bugs or...
1: Uh, Or
0: Skyrim bugs?
1: Skyrim bugs. Maybe a little more than Skyrim bugs. And then, I don't know if you're... Uh, like fallout new vegas when that came out for the first time i've heard a lot of a lot of bugs in new vegas yes. it's kind of at that, that level oh, uh, same thing no man's sky uh mm-hmm. when no man's sky first came out you
0: mean that piece of shit video game that yeah. sucks
1: yeah the amount of criticism that it got but it, dude. Tur- it turned right the hell around though it did a 180 and now it's a really really good game so Oh sure that's sure. The, that's what a lot of people are hoping will happen with dude uh, when i game. bought
0: no man's sky the lady at gamestop was like are you sure <laughs> And it was like years after it came out. I was like, oh, I really wanted to try this game. It's on sale. I like, do not buy it. Do you
1: She's realize like, what you're doing? Are you here? really sure you want
0: to play this? <laughs> and I came back the next day and she was like, I didn't want to say I told you. So and I was like, well, bitch, you were right. <laughs> it was terrible.
1: Yeah. Um, the game's not really living up to its expectations, which is not surprising. I mean, the
0: graphics look beautiful. The
1: graphics are really nice, but it was a very rushed game.
0: So. Oh, God, yeah.
1: Um, hopefully within the next, They'll patch it. Several months, we'll get there. Yeah, it'll kind of recover and pick itself up. It's got really good reviews from uh, critics, uh, but not really good reviews from the general user base. Okay. So, what else? Oh, I went out to breakfast for the first time in forever, uh, which was really nice. Where'd you go? Uh, Alexander's.
0: I haven't been to a restaurant in like ages.
1: Mm-hmm. It was nice. It was a nice change. God, a nice change I miss up.
0: having a life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was nice to go out. We were the only ones in the restaurant, too, because it was pretty late. It was about an hour before they were supposed to close, and there's really not many people going out to breakfast places anyway. It was nice to support a business like that. I'm glad that some of them are still open. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't agree that everything should be closed. Um, permanently because what are these people supposed to do about work? They're not getting any support from the government.
0: Dude, the thought process is really flawed
1: Yeah, because so. it's
0: like, okay, target, you stay open, pet smart, you stay open, big businesses, you stay open, but mom and pop shops you yeah. need to close down for the sake <laughs> <y'all>. of COVID.
1: <laughs> so, um, so that's
0: some bullshit.
1: It was nice. I, a lot of them were operating on, uh, different hours. Yeah. Uh, limited hours but it was nice to go out
0: another thing that sucks is restaurants it's like oh you know deliver get delivery through like doordash uber Mm -hmm. eats or whatever and it's like i guess they lose like a significant amount of profits when they partner with uber eats and doordash
1: i wouldn't be surprised uh the amount that the amount that doordash or uber eats probably takes is the majority Mm -hmm. um percentage wise um however it is still a nice option because well,
0: when you're in a time where you cannot exactly be yeah, picky. now,
1: that that's that's really where most of their profits are coming from.
0: You got to pinch and save where you can at this point. Yeah,
1: so um, support your local businesses. Yeah. Um, let's get into the beer because <clears throat> I know uh, I know how much uh, the five people who listen to this enjoy uh, listening to us talk about our lives and how boring they are. So for La Yerona. La Which uh, you'll figure out what it is. Paige describes it. Um, It's a ghost. It is a ghost. And she's sad. So the beer I picked was called (laughs) Of Solitude and Sadness by White Pony Microbrewery. Of Solitude and Sadness. So this began, this uh, brewery uh, began in 2013 in Padua, Italy. Hmm. Italy is not in the US. Stack. I don't know if you know. Whoa. But
0: We're <laughs> drinking a beer from a country shaped like a boot?
1: Yes. This is our first international beer. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Famosa. is not a beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I forgot about You Fimosa. just forgot about I'm it. I'm not, not even going to count that. This doesn't matter. It's fine.
0: You better leave that in. <laughs> I want everyone to hear this.
1: Uh... Yeah, we didn't celebrate with Famosa. That's that's what I'm happy about because this this is a microbrewery. This is a uh, craft uh, craft beer. But look at this. This is um this is the streets of Italy here. I got it pulled up on Street View, and I think that's just the uh, the entrance to the brewery. It's like this little this uh, garage door type deal, um, which is pretty neat. Fancy. And then uh, look at how look at how nice Italy looks. That's just what they want you to see. Yeah. So it's like all these doors and it's like this long street and uh, all the doors just open up to different businesses. And you they know, got you this. You you
0: should go look at hmm. Venice. That place is dirty. Venice
1: is uh, Venice is cool. That's dirty. But that's a cool little graphic on the garage door. And then this Ooh, is um, pretty. That's a photo of the inside. Looks uh, like nice. the random person. Yeah. Well, people, I mean, it's a brewery. So well, people yeah, sit no down fucking either. shit. But I'm just saying um, just the
0: random dude, yeah. the picture of him. It looks like he's got his head on his forehead, and like he's just like, "Oh, my wife, she don't like my pasta. I know what to do. I don't know what to do."
1: It is incredibly insulting, but
0: (laughs) that's all Italians
1: are. (laughs) I'm sorry, Italian people. My wife, I don't like my pasta. Okay, moving on. In 2013, a guy. A guy. Oh, this is very uh, very broken English. Okay. So, a tw- guy. this is pulled straight from the website. In okay. 2013, a guy, a guy, son of a Italian Belgian family, uh-huh. was not able to find a safe job as nurse.
0: As nurse,
1: and with his last few money, <laughs> had brewed a batch of ten hectoliters. Hectoliters. It's uh, 264 gallons. That's a lot. That was sold out in a week. Mm-hmm. He then reinvested for months mm-hmm. the money earned. Being so able to Mm -hmm. expand the the production. Mm -hmm. Here we are. Here we are. In 2016, White Pony has brewed 1,250 hectoliters.
0: But it's 2020.
1: Uh, This is, yeah, it's outdated. This is old. Just over 33,000 gallons and sold its beers in 25 countries.
0: That's impressive.
1: Yeah. The philosophy. We brew intrinsignant beers. What? I don't know what that they word meant means. meant interesting. Nope. Intransigent. Look it up. Intransigent.
0: What is that? I said that wrong. I mean.
1: Looking it up now.
0: Sound it out, you know.
1: Uh, refusing to agree or compromise. Uncompromising. Inflexible. Uh, so they brew intransigent beers.
0: They brew unflexible beers.
1: Uh, refusing to compromise, so they push the boundaries. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, inspired by the ancient Belgian knowledges, but with an innovative and experimental approach that we use to call extreme brewing. Hmm. Trying to share our emotions and spread our feelings at every sip. We are not here to tell you that we use the best ingredients. It's just obvious. All our adjuncts, spices, herbs, etc., are organic and fair trade. <laughs> What we love to do is push the limits of brewing, crossing every barrier in the brewing process, and using the plus 50% ingredients of a classic brewery This to brew beers out of the core with passion, knowledge, and innovation.
0: We're not here to tell you that we use the best ingredients because we don't. <laughs>
1: No, it says it's just obvious. I know, but still. (laughs) Because we don't. P.S. A part of the profit is shared every day and every month with people that does not have enough to live and organizations that care about the planet and the humans. And the humans. As beer is not just a fluid to drink, Mm -hmm. it's sharing.
0: (laughs) Beer is not just a fluid to drink. Put that on a t-shirt.
1: That should be a t-shirt. I don't know if this is google translate italian from english or maybe his english just isn't the best whoever wrote this that's fine look we get,
0: they're doing their best we get the message we can follow it's not just a fluid to drink
1: not just a fluid to drink it's to share white pony microbrewery has approximately 60 seats and eight beers on tap with <laughs> bottles you can buy and italian street food you can enjoy
0: Ooh, what is italian street food like
1: i don't know. look it up it's probably got like prosciutto oh, or something
0: oh my god that was such a nasty tone
1: ah, prosciutto and bread Of Solitude and Sadness is a quadruple ale. Common Italian street food. Yeah, I'll pause while you look that up.
0: No, no, no. You're good. I'm listening. Ooh, there's a lot of good looking stuff. And I don't like pastries usually. I'm sorry, pastas. I love pastries. Oh, pastries.
1: Hmm. So Italian street food. Sounds good. You can get at uh, White Pony. Ooh. So this is a quadruple ale. Wow. Seasoned in calvados barrels, uh, what are those? no further description, okay, what are those of the beer calvados uh is an apple or pear brandy from Normandy in France, hmm. and it's uh barrel aged.
0: I always like it when beers uh brew their um or age their sh- uh, their shit and like my brain just stopped. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like the, the Goose Island beer. Yeah. yeah it was, uh, and like the barrel-aged in whiskey. Yeah, the barrels that are used for different things. So it was aged in um, Calvados barrels. That's There's no description of this beer on the website. It's so just a quadruple ale seasoned in Calvados barrels. I had to pull a lot of this stuff from other websites. So a quadruple is a type of beer with an ABV of 9.1 to 14.2.
0: Damn. Uh,
1: no real source cited that. It's just something I pulled from Wikipedia. So I'm sure it's not like a strict requirement that the ABV needs to fit within that, sure. that range. But they're strong beers. Um, We we talked uh, briefly about um, one of the other episodes, duples and then triples. Remember? Mm -hmm. So this is a quadruple. Um, It is a Belgian-style ale of great strength with even bolder flavor compared to its sister styles uh, double and triple. Typically a dark creation that plays within the deep red and ruby brown end of the spectrum with garnet hues. It is a full-bodied beer with a rich malty palate and spicy aroma. Sweet on the palate with a low bitterness yet well-perceived alcohol. Quads are well-suited to cellaring. So they're good for aging.
0: I thought you said celery.
1: They're well-suited with celery. Pair this with celery.
0: That sounds disgusting.
1: Uh, there is little agreement on the status of quadruple as a beer style. So it's um, uh, debated as to whether or not it's an actual thing. But hmm. it's just a strong Belgian style ale, really. Uh, this beer is no longer produced. According to uh, the bottle, it says collection MMXVI. Roman numerals is uh, 2016.
0: So it's no longer produced. Where'd you get it? Binnie's. They just had... There
1: was one Binny's in Wheeling Yeah. that had 12 bottles of this beer. That's Where the it. the fuck
0: is Wheeling?
1: Uh, way over by Arlington Heights.
0: You travel too much for I, this yeah, shit. Yeah.
1: No, I drive to every, like, Binnie's all over the place. Because <clears throat> if the store has a beer that I got and it's not in freaking North Chicago or way down south in Champaign, I'll drive over and get it. I appreciate your dedication. Yeah. So this one Binny's had this beer. Only 12 bottles. I bought two of them. Uh, and it may have been brewed in 2016, according to the label. Mm -hmm. So this beer is about four years old. Hmm. I'm surprised it was still in stock. ABV is 12.5%. No IBU or SRM listed. And Beer Advocate doesn't even have a score for it. It's only been rated five times and reviewed twice. Oh, wow. The average rating is 3.81. So this beer, there's nothing on this beer. Um, Here's the Beer Advocate page for it. No picture.
0: Trust me, I already looked.
1: No score. Nothing. So... Um, the reviews, though, are mostly positive, uh, like I, got, I said. Kind th- of like an average thing. 3.81. Yeah. Um. So let's get it.
0: What other beers does White Pony produce?
1: They do have a current lineup. If you go to their website, it's whiteponymicrobrewery.com.
0: I typed in White Pony, and I forgot that that's a Deftones album.
1: <laughs> yeah, whiteponymicrobrewery.com in Italy. Uh, they do have a—they're um, still doing it. They're still making beer, and you can look at their current lineup. But this beer, you cannot find on their website at all. They just completely got rid of it.
0: I wonder they why.
1: They haven't made it in four years. That's just a, the cycle, you know?
0: Yeah, I get that. But, like, wouldn't you be like, these are the things we produced at some point? at okay, what do you got here? What do you, what do you got here? Bunga Bunga.
1: Bunga Bunga.
0: It's one of their beers. They don't have a lot.
1: <clears throat> nope. Microbrewery.
0: Yes, Zach, I understand what that means.
1: We should open up a microbrewery.
0: This is feeling a lot like how I met your mother. We should open up a bar. What do we call it? Puzzles. Why is it called puzzles? That's the puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: never, I never saw that. Uh...
0: Would I be down to do that? Hell yes. Will yeah. it ever happen? Most likely not. Probably not.
1: Wait, 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 hold on. Hold your horses. Look at this bottle. Sorry. Uh, look at how uh, plain and uh, not interesting it is. It just says...
0: I love that you picked this beer and you're roasting
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know how the bottle would look. Um, but it's it's very plain of solitude and sadness. Well, I mean,
0: with a title like Solitude and Sadness, I don't think you'd have anything fun.
1: Nothing on the cap. It's just a blank cap. Um, quadruple ale seasoned in Calvados barrels. Really not much more to talk about. Ooh, it's a tight cap.
0: I don't think Scott's bottle opener can handle this. Ah, there
1: we go. There you go. I did it. I'm seepies. Well, this beer is going to wake you right up, I'm sure.
0: I think that that's wildly inaccurate, sir. Okay, I can pour this. I am not going to spill. That is a dark beer. It's a quadruple. It smells nice. How does coffee and beer mix in someone's stomach?
1: Uh, probably not well. Oh fuck. Um, I imagine this beer will be akin to Goose Island, not quite to that level though.
0: It doesn't smell as no, big it's, and it's
1: not a stout. It's an ale, so it's just a. I just want to um, keep smelling it. I well, like it. I smell in the glass. The aroma really opens up. It smells very spicy. What does this remind me of? This reminds me of what um, up. Bitch? What? This reminds me of um. No, they're not there anymore. I'm just saying that my port was good. What okay. was um? What was <laughs> okay? What was uh? Apex? What happened to the? Oh, zombie dust is like creeping back there. You see that? I hit zombie dust. I think uh, it's because my neighbors upstairs are fucking obnoxious. They're banging on knocking. Yeah, when sure. they uh, walk around, see, some of those beers are like hiding, starting to hide back there. Um.
0: Did you have them all like laid out
1: like flat? No, they were all like so. Every other beer is on the edge of the shelf there. Yeah. Uh, update: I got a floating oh, shelf finally. Oh, is like zombie right dust on is, the fucking edge. You need to push that. Yeah. Um, I need to figure out a way to make sure that they don't fall because um, my is annoying. But yeah, uh, what Ape- were you saying about Apex Predator? Apex Predator? What beer was that? What, what kind of beer was that?
0: Um, session. Session what? Pale ale. Maybe.
1: I think it was, I thought it was a darker beer.
0: I don't think so. Because
1: this is reminding me of one of those early dark beers that we did. I don't remember. I'm looking it up. Okay. Uh, I don't
0: rightly remember.
1: Apex Predator was a farmhouse ale. That's why it's such a niche style. Is it Session? No. No. It's just a farmhouse ale. I don't know. Um, Maybe it was uh, Stranger Than Fiction, which was a porter. But this kind of smells like either one of those two. I can't remember which one. Probably Stranger Than Fiction. It's very spicy and dark and just... Yeah, farmhouse sales are light. It smells boozy.
0: You smell boozy.
1: Not yet. I will after consuming this beer. You done uh, admiring your your pour over there and smelling? It smells really good. Clink and drink? You got Uh, high hopes for this? I don't know how I'm going to like it. Yeah, we'll we'll find out. Because
0: I've had a very mixed opinion on the Goose Island. It was just very heavy. Yeah. Also, this looks like
1: Pepsi. Whoa. I don't know if you'll like it. I don't. I don't. Just drink it. Don't lamp it up like a cat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You weren't supposed to let them know.
1: (laughs) Hmm. It yeah, reminds me of. uh, It reminds me. I would swear I'm drinking a porter. Or a stout. It's just that dark. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a good way of editing out that.
0: <laughs> okay, I, can't, I can't get my mouth feel for no, it. No, but that's
1: a uh, that that's a good way to taste things. Um,
0: it reminds me very much of Goose Island.
1: Yeah, yeah. Last week's beer. Not
0: nearly as heavy.
1: No. Like God,
0: nowhere near. So not happy. quite
1: as. Uh, um, it's uh, much.
0: You could you could drink it a little bit faster, yeah. Rather than having to like sip it slowly. Um, what did no... you say? The what was the name of the stuff that it was aged in the barrel? Oh, uh, uh, Start with, with a C. C-
1: yes, yeah, start with a C. Calvados, it's an apple or pear brandy from Normandy.
0: Hmm. I'm not a huge fan, honestly. It's kind of
1: you can I don't know you can taste the
0: it's weird once it hits your tongue it kind of like fizzles
1: yeah it's it's sweet a little bit but it's mostly spicy and just dark it's it is very similar to Goose Island it's not um, there's no obviously whiskey or bourbon yeah uh, after you know taste infusion with that um, and it's really not there's no chocolate or cocoa or caramel or anything like there was in the last beer in goose island it's just it it feels like i'm drinking a a stout or a porter um it's just so dark and spicy very malty um it's not it's not a bad beer it's uh i don't know if it's just because i'm drinking it at it's almost three in the afternoon um and i'm not eating anything with it (laughs) your face (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we uh, we ate right before this, um, but we're not eating anything with the beer. I I'm trying to think. Cut that face out. I'm trying to think if uh, I don't know. It, it reminds me of like Guinness almost, you know. Mm. So I'm thinking if I if I had this with food, like some kind of Irish meal or something. <laughs> um. I would enjoy it more. I think it it would pair well with whatever I'm eating. but I don't really like it. But on its own. I'm not going to finish it. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know, it's, maybe not a cup of tea.
0: Back to the coffee. (laughs) I mean, I can taste that there's like, it's not a horrible flavor. It's somewhat Mm -hmm. enjoyable, but I just feel like it's not not my type of beer. Yeah.
1: I I don't think it's mine either, but I I will, uh, I can look past the you know subjectivity of it, and say it is a it is a very good, uh, decently brewed beer. It's well
0: brewed. Yeah, I won't argue that. I just think that
1: on its own, I don't know. It's I'm just not impressed. Another thing,
0: not for me. I mean, let's be honest. Like there are beers that are just lazy and shitty, like Famosa.
1: Well, I wouldn't call this lazy or shitty, but I agree. I agree. I that's What, what I'm with saying, you. like yeah.
0: there's it's well brewed. It's yeah. brewed to be you know flavorful right. in its own way. It's just for me, I'm not enjoying that that yep. bouquet of flavor. <laughs>
1: Uh, it is, it is strong, though. I can, uh, yeah. I gotta, I gotta be careful sipping this. Yeah, maybe you need to pace yourself there, buddy. I'm already halfway through my glass. Yeah. Um.
0: And you're gonna have to drink the rest of mine, too.
1: <laughs> no, not gonna happen. No? <laughs> um, but this is cool, though. I was excited about this beer. Um.
0: I think from now on, what we need to do is you just let me take a sip out of your glass before I pour the beer.
1: <laughs> no, that's not fun. Um. Um. I'm excited about this beer because uh, it's from Italy, um, and I'm very happy that uh, from it. See so if you look on the bottle, it says. Oh, maybe it doesn't. Oh, yeah, there it is. Uh, Oak barrel aged collection MMXVI, so 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very. I'm. I'm thrilled that after four years, we can still get this beer. In the U.S. at Benny's. <laughs> that um, is wild
0: to me that they yeah. don't produce it anymore, which also like, okay, they don't produce this anymore and you can find it in a Benny's, but every other fucking beer that I've ever tried to get for this goddamn show <laughs> that is still produced, you can't get your hands on. No. Like, what are the fucking odds of that? <laughs> That's fair. <clears throat> like, oh, this is brewed next door to your fucking house. We don't sell it here. Okay.
1: That's true. Uh, cool beer. Um <laughs> Eh. But it, uh, I'm not yeah. blown away. So, uh, we'll take a second here and uh, figure out where this falls. Oh, yeah. We're going to read it.
0: All right. Let's get into it. Let me tell you, though, real quick, like I was explaining to you earlier, my brain is on dial-up right now. I woke up at 4 a.m. And I have been up since.
1: You should take a nap at some point, And I am a
0: seepy little baby. got to take a nap. So I'm gonna do my best mm-hmm. and hopefully not mispronounce words.
1: Well, you will, but um hey. it'll be I mean that's the norm at this Maybe point. Maybe they'll just find it
0: endearing. Yeah. Whoever listens to this. Yeah. La Llorona. La Llorona. La Llorona. In Hispanic American folklore.
1: La Llorona. Why are you so quiet?
0: I'm tired. <laughs> the weeping
1: woman. In Hispanic folklore. <laughs>
0: The weeping woman, or the wailer, is a ghost who roams waterfront areas mourning her drowned children. In a typical version of the legend, a beautiful woman named Maria marries a rich ranchero with whom she has two children. Ranchero. Ranchero. One day, Maria sees her husband with another woman. (gasps) And in a fint of blind rage, she drowns their children in a river... Which she immediately regrets. Should have done in the first place, bitch. She said, get out of there. No more bubbles. No more Stop breathing. Why won't you stop breathing? Fuck. Oh. Dang it. Oh, why did I do that? Oh. Every time. My taxes. Do you know how... Oh, God. The tax returns that some people get when they got kids, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Mm. But then again, it's got to go into like raising the child, and then that's just a big old inconvenience. Oh, kids. Uh, you know, unable to save them and consumed by guilt,
1: she drowns herself as
0: well. Oh, which well. I would love to see the dynamics of that.
1: Uh, that apparently is a really hard thing to do. Yeah, drowning yourself.
0: Well, your body would be fighting
1: you the entire yeah, time. Yeah, it just doesn't let you do it.
0: Yeah, because so. you have survival instincts. It yeah. would be like go up to the surface, breathe, mm-hmm. be there. But is unable to enter the afterlife without her children. In another version of the story, her children are illegitimate and she drowns them so that their father cannot take them away to be raised by his wife. Reoccurring themes and variations on the La Llorona myth include white dresses, nocturnal wailing, hmm. and an association with water. The legend of La, what if that was just a. <laughs> <laughs> That's what <I'm> <laughs> the legend of La Llorona is traditionally told throughout Latin America, including Mexico, Central, and South America. La Llorona is sometimes conflated with La... I'm not really sure how to say it. Uh, malinche Okay. I think. Spell it. I mean, it, it, it would just say Marina. Okay. That's another name for it. Uh, the nahua nahua nahua, nah, nahua. 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 <laughs> Nawaz. Nawaz. Nawas. yeah. Nawas, woman who served as Hernan Cortez interpreter and also bore his son. Marina is also considered both the mother of the modern Mexican people and a symbol of national treachery for her role in aiding the Spanish.
1: Marina or Marina or Maria. Marina, oh. but her name was Maria. Marina, La Llorona, the not, ghost. Did not know. Oh. Uh, hang on. Yeah, my,
0: my brain is loading. Yeah. She's sometimes compared with this other character. Mm-hmm. Who is Marina or La Melenche?
1: It's uh, confusing. Yes.
0: Anyway, <laughs> stories of weeping female phantoms are common in the folklore of both Iberian and indigenous American cultures. Scholars have pointed out similarities between La Llorona Uh, And the, I'm, this is a fucking Aztec word. It's just, I mean, uh, my heart wants to say chihuahua,
1: but it's not. Because it kind of resembles the word. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. Siwakot, Siwakot, or snake woman. Oh. Me, I am the snake woman. Um, But this person of Aztec mythology. Mm -hmm. Which I saw something recently to bring up Aztec. Oh, good. You saw something. Yes, I did. I have eyes. (laughs) No, that was like, um, there's like memes that'll be like uncomfortable timeline facts uh, throughout the world. And one of them's like that Oxford University is like centuries older than the Aztec Empire. Oh. Isn't that weird? Ooh. Right? That is weird. Uncomfortable. I didn't know that. Uh, as well as Eve and Lilith of Hebrew mythology. So I'm guessing she's got this comparison to like...
1: Um, I don't know. My head's swimming.
0: Dude, <laughs> I'm like... This beer. Wrecked right now. <laughs> um, but okay, so Eve and Lilith. I want to say that Lilith was um, Adam's like original wife or something. I think it depends. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. She And she was make, made into a demon. That sounds right. I think so. Hang on, let me look. Yeah, she was his first wife. She was made from clay. Where was I?
1: Something about Lilith.
0: Um, oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, she has a um, similarity between um, the snake woman, like I was saying, and mm. even Lilith of Hebrew mythology. Um, Arthur. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Arthur Ben Radford's investigation into the legend of La Llorona, published in mysterious New Mexico, found common elements of the story in a German folktale dating from 1486. Lyrona also bears a resemblance to the ancient Greek fairy tale of the demigoddess Lamia, in which Hera, Zeus, Zeus's wife, which Zeus, fucking, Oof. fucking down with everybody, Oof. showed up to a lady as a goose. That happened. As a goose? Yeah. Like <laughs> he was a goose in one. I think he was an eagle in another. I want to be a goose. He'd be fucking. Uh, Hera, Zeus's wife, learned of his affair with Lamia and killed all the children Lamia had with Zeus, as one is apt to do. Right. Out of jealousy over the loss of her own children, Lamia kills other women's children. Mm. Lamia got problems.
1: Lamia, you messed up.
0: Yeah. Get some help. Yeah. While the roots of La Llorona legend (coughs) appear to be Mm pre-Hispanic, the earliest published reference to the legend is a 19th century sonnet by Mexican poet Manuel carpio. The poem makes no reference to uh infanticide inf- infanticide infanticide. In- infanticide. <laughs> infanticide. Rather La Llorona is identified as the ghost of a woman named Rosalia who was murdered by her husband. Hmm. What do you go into by the way?
1: I just tell um personal accounts of experiences with La, yeah. La Llorona. Okay. That's it.
0: Um so it's different per region. Um in mm-hmm. Mexico the legend of La Llorona is deeply rooted in pop culture. There, uh, her story told to children to encourage them not to wander after dark, yep. and her spirit often evoked in artwork, such mm-hmm. as the art of Alejandro Colunga. Colunga, Colunga? Colunga, Colunga. Colunga. Blah, 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 blah.
1: I bet if you say it enough, Colunga, you'll get it right. Colunga, Colunga, <laughs> Colunga,
0: Colunga, Colunga, Colunga. In the United States,
1: specifically in the southwestern United States, like Arizona, New Mexico. Yeah, bitch. Oh. I know my geography.
0: Yes. The story of <laughs> La Llorona is told to scare children into good behavior, uh-huh. sometimes specifically to deter children from playing near dangerous water. Have you heard of the devil's cauldron?
1: No, I mean, I've heard of devil and I've heard of cauldron, but wow. I didn't know devil had one, a specific one. His own personal cauldron. Had no idea.
0: Mm. Your <laughs> I, I believe it's in Texas. I don't know why I thought of it. I guess because dangerous water, but I guess it's mm-hmm. like this really deep under um, uh, cave system um, where people like, because there's like a bunch of currents and everything. That An under super cave deep. system? You know what? I don't need that attitude right now. I'll see myself out.
1: <laughs> Devil's Cauldron. I'm
0: pretty sure it's Devil's
1: Cauldron. There's one in Nevada. There's one in Oregon. There's one in... I don't remember. I just remember that it's... Something called the Devil's Cauldron. Like it's
0: No, not that. Maybe it's not Cauldron.
1: There's one in Oregon.
0: Uh, Jacob's well. Not Devil's Cauldron. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking of the Devil's Cauldron.
1: Jacob's well. Yes, look up Jacob's well. Ooh. Whoa, that's cool. Yes. So it's like a, a lake or a river, but at the end of the lake or river, it just has a giant like bore into the earth. Yes. Huh.
0: But it's got like a very elaborate, deep under um, uh, cave system. And it's um, very dangerous. And like, I guess if you go underneath it, I, I feel like. You I'm, die? Wow. Wow. You're hilarious. No. People will go like diving underneath it and like they'll get lost. And then I think there's like bodies under there. Oh. And I like the. It's just this creepy, like, huge abyss straight into the ground. Okay. In Venezuela, La Llorona was a woman who had to raise her child alone after its father died in war. She eventually killed the child in frustration. Fucking Christ, you little piece of shit. Yep. Smother him.
1: That's probably exactly how it happened.
0: And her spirit now kidnaps and kills other people's children because she's so frustrated. Yep. Families traditionally placed wooden crosses above their doors to ward off such spirits. Which, okay, so my question when you have like a named spirit is it to say that there are multiple spirits that are like La Llorona like multiple women who have killed their children Mm -hmm. or is it to say that there's only the one
1: why could you not say there are multiple
0: well I'm just saying like is are there are there multiple La Llorona's multiple weeping women
1: oh I see what you're saying
0: um like it's a category rather than just one individual spirit
1: no I well, I didn't do a lot of the research on this. Um, I, in just my opinion. I pose
0: that question in general because there's so many spirits that are named.
1: Yeah. I, I think in my in my personal opinion, there is one La Llorona. It refers to a specific ghost or entity. Mm. And there are others that may be similar or like it, but they are not La Llorona. They are their own thing, but they can fall within a similar category. Mm. Okay. I don't know.
0: Uh, the story of La Llorona first appeared on film in 1933's La Llorona, filmed in Mexico.
1: wonder how they came up with that name. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm.
0: Fucking genius. Um, there's several other movies, um, but obviously the most notable one's going to be, um, what is it? The Curse of La Llorona? That was the most recent one? Yep. Yeah. Was oh, that like 2017, 2018? I think it was 2019. It
1: was. It was last year. Yeah, I didn't see it.
0: It's in the Conjuring universe, which, as ah. we all know, has just kind of tumbled downhill, yeah. as if an that avalanche has struck.
1: Gotten worse and worse. I did see the Conjuring. True. It was not not too bad. I didn't hate
0: the Conjuring, and I didn't hate Annabelle creation, but everything else was poopy. Big
1: poopies. Twas poopies.
0: I would like to say that in Morgan Freeman's voice.
1: <laughs> and everything was poopy.
0: <laughs> Morgan, Morgan,
1: was it poopy?
0: Oh, oh, God, I hate everything.
1: I'm almost done with this period.
0: <laughs> Woo!
1: Woo! 12.5.
0: Let's do drugs! <laughs>
1: Okay, we don't go that hard on Beer and Fairy. Oh,
0: sorry. What is it, man? What is it? She's just a bitch that murdered her kids. Um, and she didn't get enough satisfaction from doing that, so now she murders other people. Yeah, now kids. she
1: haunts other people and murders their kids.
0: She said, Becky, come down to the waterfront.
1: Uh, Well, like I said, this... I see peace. This topic was suggested by uh, Stephanie. She um, told her personal account with La Llorona. Let me just say real quickly, very quickly. She's a wonderful person, this lovely Stephanie. <laughs> but if she doesn't listen to this
0: goddamn episode.
1: <laughs> no, I'll make her listen to it. She better. Um, she talked about her personal um, experience with La Llorona. Oh, well, that's crazy. She didn't have, like, not an experience like that. Just her, how La Llorona has been in her life. Sure. In the form of her mother telling her tales of La Llorona sure. and uh, saying that if you stay out too late or if you you know go wander off somewhere, if you go hang out at water. Yeah, La Llorona will get you. Do they have
0: plenty fountains?
1: Huh? And ignore me. <laughs> and that that's a that was a serious thing, um, at least for her. So, um,
0: what was like your childhood like, ghost?
1: I don't think I had one.
0: No. I'm not saying like you had to be haunted, but like yeah. for me, I was really really scared of the boogeyman after watching that oh. Disney movie, The Boogeyman. Oh, that fucked me I'm up. I'm
1: trying to think. I don't. I don't know if I ever had
0: like to the point where I would like jump up onto my bed. Oh, because I didn't want like my feet to go near the edge. Yeah,
1: that's so scary. I don't know if I had a specific one, um, but this was uh, this was hers, and mm-hmm. uh, that's why she recommended it. And I had never heard of it, and I'm, I'm glad I we're talking about it. I can't
0: believe you never heard of it. Oh, but um.
1: I didn't quite know how to structure this episode, um, but I was... Wild
0: and all over the place.
1: I was very surprised to see that there were a lot of um, personal stories regarding La Llorona online as well. Um, And what I did, I actually uh, asked her very nicely to pick out a few stories for us so that I could read them for the first time. So I have not read any of these. Um, Oh, nice. She picked these out. I wanted to read them for the first time and uh, be just as surprised with... You, Paige, and whoever may be listening. Me, Paige. Um, so there are five stories here. I picked out one of them, but she picked out the other four. So We got a lot. These are all personal uh, encounters and stories uh, that people had with La Llorona. This first one's called A Kansas Tale. Recently, while working as a copy editor for a newspaper, I came across a wire story about La Llorona that brought back memories of what happened to me while I was a student at Kansas State University in the early 1980s in Manhattan and led me to your website where I read more about the legend. One evening, I went to a mobile home that I seem to remember being near a creek or river to visit a couple of my friends who were also attending K-State. As I walked into the door, I found them sitting on the sofa looking somewhat freaked out. They explained that just moments earlier, one of the bar stools was spinning and hopping around. As they were Mexican-Americans, they wondered whether the La Llorona had anything to do with that incident. They explained the legend to me as I had never heard about it before. They would invite me to stay the night in a spare bedroom, which I did. Later in the night, a woman appeared to me, laying next to me in bed, and asked if I would know where her children were. It seemed that while I may have been dreaming, I was half awake. Then I fully awoke and looked up towards the doorway just in time to see a dark figure seemingly looking at me and then quickly ducking back out of the doorway. Right then, that left me too scared to go check and see if that was one of my friends checking in on me, perhaps to see why I was talking in my sleep or something. I went back to sleep and waited until the morning to ask them if either one of them looked into my room during the night neither one did so to this day i do not know whether i really did experience a supernatural visit or if my dream and my mind played tricks on me submitted by name and city withheld august 2006
0: that's my favorite person
1: uh, yeah he seems like a nice guy i think i um, heard about him before
0: yeah i'm gonna start going by name and city withheld <laughs> it's gonna be really hard to fill out on like
1: First name, yeah. name.
0: Imagine having that in like high school. Middle name. Trying to fill that out on like a and scantron. City.
1: <laughs> Hyphenated. Yeah. Last name withheld.
0: What's your email? <laughs> name and city withheld6789 at com. <laughs> oh my God.
1: <laughs> Hold on. Pause. <laughs> um, oh, that wasn't the one we watched. That's <laughs> so much. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can find it. Hold on.
0: <laughs> my brain is buffering.
1: Nope, can't find it, but um, (laughs) it's essentially that.
0: (laughs) Uh,
1: The second story. Second story. It's called An Attack by the Weeping Woman. Okay. When I was about eight years old, I had just started becoming interested in all things paranormal. I was researching La Llorona when all of a sudden I heard a noise, so I decided to check it out.
0: As one is apt to do. Sure.
1: Then I heard it again. It sounded like it was coming from the bathroom, so I walked in and stopped at the sink. Then all of a sudden, my head was pushed into the sink, and the water started to run. The sink finally filled all the way, and I was trying to breathe. Then I couldn't breathe anymore. I thought I was going to die of lack of oxygen. Sure, that's what happens when your head is submerged in water. Yeah. So I screamed, and my mom came in. She pulled my head out, out after a struggle, and hugged me tightly. She knew I wouldn't drown myself, so she started thinking. Then she froze, and her face turned white. She screamed and almost fainted. I asked her what was wrong, and she said with a stutter, "La la la, Yorona." La Bamba. Submitted by Emily Ortiz. Uh, 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 no.
0: la, la 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 Bamba. I'm
1: not. Uh, I'm not feeling that one.
0: I don't <coughs> believe that
1: one. <laughs> Uh, This one I picked Mm, out.
0: I am skeptical.
1: I didn't read this one. I just picked it up. A Bizarre Coincidence of La Llorona. When I was in the 7th grade, I had a frightening dream. I saw myself standing on a dark road with the only illumination coming from a dim streetlight. The ground was wet, and in the distance, I could hear the sound of rain falling and the tap, tap, tapping of footsteps coming towards me. Peering into the darkness, I could make out a woman dressed in all black with a dark lacy veil covering her face moving towards me. Strangely, as the mysterious woman grew closer, so did the rain. (gasps) When the woman was about 15 feet in front of me, she looked over my shoulder. When I turned around to see what she was looking at, I saw a young child dressed in a white nightgown playing with a doll in the middle of a puddle of water. When I turned back to her, she was right in front of me. The veil was lifted. Her eyes were abnormally wide, and her face was no more than three inches away from mine. Her terrifying eyes stared into mine dead on until I awoke in a panic. I looked towards the window. It was raining. As you can imagine, I didn't sleep for the rest of the night. The next day, I shook off the dream and thought nothing more of it until a year later. On that night, I was, spread, I was spending the night with my friend Veronica, Oh, Veronica, Veronica. who is Hispanic, uh, began to tell us some of the legends. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> I was spending the night with my friend Veronica, who had also invited another friend named Sarah. In the course of the evening, Sarah, who is Hispanic.
0: Wow, you really jumped around <laughs> on that one. <laughs>
1: Uh, began to tell us some of the legends and ghost stories of the Mexican culture. When she began to tell the tale of La Llorona, I didn't think anything of it at first. Then she began to tell how the legendary spirit travels by water, dressed in all black or white, and is most always seen wearing a veil. Sarah continued by telling us that La Llorona lifts her veil only to her victims. That in their afterlife, she has chosen to help her find the bones of her lost children. Now I constantly wonder if in my afterlife I will be forced to help her find the bones of her lost children.
0: It she should not drowned them.
1: Submitted by Tonya Apilar of Eureka, California, November 2005. Eureka! This one is called Did I Really See La Llorona? No. A California version. I don't think anyone has ever heard of the city that I live in, in the suburbs of a small valley town called Lumpok. California, L-O-M-P-O-C, California, Lompoque. Well, the story of La Llorona that I know was that she was a prostitute, and every time she would have a child, she would take it to a creek and drown it. Before long, she was murdered by one of her customers and sentenced by God to wander the rivers and streets of the world looking for her children. La Llorona became so upset that she cried and cried, eventually drying her eyes out, leaving two black holes where her eyes once were, and her mouth grew incredibly large, resembling that of a horse. The legend continues that if she heard a child crying, she would come for them, thinking it was one of her own. When I was a child of eight children, my family would warn us that La Llorona was outside waiting. During the day, we might cry when we heard this, but as the sun started to die, we were too scared to even walk alone through the house, thinking she might have heard us and was waiting in a dark corner. One night, when I was about eight years old, I was terribly angry at my mom, and she made me sleep with her that night. However, I was so upset... That I couldn't sleep, and La Llorona was the last thing on my mind. However, as I tossed and turned, I looked to the foot of the bed, and there stood a lady in a black dress with purple trim. She had two black holes where her eyes should have been, and an enormous grin on her face. She had long, straight black hair that looked like it was blowing in the wind. The weird part was that I wasn't scared. I just sat up in bed staring at her for a good five minutes. When she wouldn't go away, I finally got tired and fell asleep. It wasn't until the next morning that I got scared and strange things seemed to happen to me in that house ever since. This house is said to buried <laughs> this house is said to buried She probably should say to be buried over an old Indian Spanish cemetery. Submitted by Nisi of Lompoc, California. Last story.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's called Cries in the Night. Mm. When I was twelve years old, In 1991, my parents separated and my mother moved me and my brother to Monterrey, Monterrey, however you want to say that, Mexico. In the winter, all three of us would sleep in the same room because there was no central heating, only electric heaters. There were two beds for my mother and brother. I slept on the floor in a sleeping bag next to my mother's bed. One night, around 2.30 in the morning, I woke up because I had been dreaming about my great-grandma. She kept calling my name three times, to be exact. Just a few minutes later, I heard the scariest screams coming from down the street. It was horrible. The cries continued, each time coming closer. I was so horrified that I could not even wake my mother, who was laying right next to me. I was so scared, I did not even blink. It was the most evil cry I have ever heard. Finally, it passed my house and slowly faded away. The next day, I told my mother, You know, I didn't believe in stuff like this, especially not La Yorona. After that night, I do.
0: Eh. Huh. I'm sleepy.
1: You are sleepy.
0: Can you see it in my eyes?
1: Those are some cool stories.
0: I feel like I'm powering down. Um,
1: <laughs> um I think uh I don't know, folklore, legends, scary shit. Like uh, Jersey Devil, you know. Mm-hmm. There's something for every sort of geographical thing. And uh, this is another one of them. And sure. um, it was cool to research this and learn <laughs> about it. I never heard about it before. I didn't watch the shitty movie that came out last year. So. You have to know. <laughs>
0: it's so um,
1: bad. I recommend, if you're still listening, the BuzzFeed Unsolved video. Mm, just yeah, look those up are good. BuzzFeed Unsolved, La Llorona. Uh Very, very funny. Um, I like I like their videos. Mm-hmm. They're good. But um, that's my segment. Those are my stories. Thank you, Steph, for picking those out. And thank you, White Pony Brewery, for uh, making this beer that we were very lucky to try.
0: Yes, we were lucky to try. And let me ask, what did you think of the beer?
1: Uh, It was very uh, spicy, dark, malty, uh, mildly sweet, um, very dark ale and tasted like i was drinking a stout mm-hmm. like i mentioned or a porter very very similar flavor and palate um which i'm i usually enjoy uh however this one was i mean it's not a stout or a or a porter um it was just it was just so far off from what i'm used to that mm-hmm. i i don't think i was uh, a big fan of it mm-hmm. I don't think you were either. No. Correct.
0: I took two sips.
1: Yeah, it's okay. Not it's a fan. decent. It's uh it's a good beer.
0: I'm not very impressed.
1: By I that. I always try to give uh, these breweries um, you know, benefit of the doubt or whatever you want to call it. Sure. You know, you, you shouldn't shouldn't disparage a brewery and and their level of skill and, you know, the beer that they make and how proud of it they are just because you don't like something. If you don't like it, you don't like it. That's fine, but uh, it doesn't mean it's a bad beer. Sure just not our thing.
0: Exactly.
1: Um, But if you live anywhere near Wheeling, uh, the bennies there has... uh, They should have, since I bought two, um, ten bottles of this left, according to uh, the person I spoke with on the phone. Um, If you're so inclined, check it out. Grab a bottle. Try it. It's decent. Maybe you'll like it more than us. Uh, We are on Facebook, Twitter... Instagram and Reddit we post oh damn it
0: oh damn it
1: I got to remember to take a photo of that um we post pictures of our beer and uh pictures of Paige's animals yes on our Instagram and um the new updates for every every new episode that comes out every week Wednesday at noon uh you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter to look at those and we have a Reddit sort of playlist thing where you can view all of our episodes and listen to them there um, and then we're available on pretty much every single popular podcast platform, including Spotify. Uh, we're on YouTube. We're on uh, Google and Apple Podcasts as well. And then, if you're so inclined, send us an email at oh gosh, beer and fearcast at gmail dot com. Beer and fearcast at gmail dot com. Mm. Uh, we got our flights sitting up there. <laughs> still. Maybe one day we'll do some with those. Um, uh, If you have personal scary or spooky stories, uh, send them our way and then recommend a beer with your story. We will read your story on our show and try your beer recommendation. It's a cool little fun thing we came up with. We haven't uh, um, gotten to do yet, but uh, hopefully if we get enough emails and stories from listeners who have them, send them our way. We can do that. Um, and if you just want to reach out and say hi, you know, feel free. Email or Facebook or message us. Whatever you want to do. Uh, you can give us a call. Uh, 630-824-9713. That is our Beer and Fear hotline. Uh, if you want to text us, call us, whatever, uh, we'll, we'll get right back to you. So
0: Yeah. yeah. Have a good day.